0: What emotions do you feel when you think about the school year coming up? Different emotions can kind of muddle together in our minds depending on where we are in our homeschool journeys. But what we want to do is have a discussion today about how we can set ourselves up for a great school year, how we can get our minds in the game to approach this school year with peace, with hope, with joy and with love. Welcome to the Simply Charlotte Mason podcast. I'm Sonya Schaefer. Joining me today is my friend, Amber O'Neill Johnston. Amber, so good to have you back. Thank you, always a pleasure. We wanna talk about setting ourselves up for a great school year. And it's kind of a two-edged sword in my mind. It's like, we wanna enter it with enthusiasm and anticipation and here's all the great things that are gonna happen. But we also need to keep a realistic mindset as well.
1: Definitely. I think one of the first things I think about right now, and I, I whenever I'm thinking of how to start my school year or what my plans are, to make sure that we're ready to start. Mm. So I think in past years, I would often feel pressure to start when people around me were starting. And inside, I would think we're not ready. And I would jump on board and then feel like we were scrambling the whole year. So I've since learned to just stop and pause get set up and prepared with my planning, make sure that my entire family is rested and ready to enter in um, no matter when that is. And usually for us, it's right after Labor Day.
0: Yeah. And it seems like school years are starting sooner and sooner and sooner these Mm -hmm. days. I don't know, it feels that way to you, but it feels like it's creeping on me.
1: Definitely, and it can be hard. You know, I think every family's different, but I'm thinking like our family reunion is in early August, and we're still um, enjoying the pool, and all of these things, and I wanna take advantage of that. So um, I just thought it's much better to be off a little bit than some friends and other people. That doesn't really have an impact for us, and go ahead and be thoroughly prepared we do jump in. Now that doesn't mean you don't do as many days. Oh no, we still do as many days, and in fact we start a month ahead doing math. So we do Um, math and a little silent reading book, and that um, has been really nice for us because that gives us a little break on the pace of our math for the rest of the year, and it gets everybody, it gives me lots of focused attention um, to spend with them. So for the first month we actually are doing things, we're just not um, planning all of our lessons. So I think that's another idea too, the idea that you can ramp up over time. You don't have to start everything on mm-hmm. day one. Kind of a staggered start sure. type idea. Sure. And if you need to go later than everyone else. In Which the we do every year. Yeah. <laughs> but I think there's a it's just a matter of pacing for us. We, um, we still do the same amount of days, so we're just steady as we go and our school year is just slightly shifted. And it really hasn't, um, it's been nothing but good actually.
0: Finding what works for your family
1: is the key, mm-hmm. and it might be different, different years. Oh, definitely, and I've experienced that as well. I think so, depending on your family schedule, and I know years where we had a baby and things, we might shift to accommodate that and the timing for that, um, or things that the kids are really interested in, family visits, vacations, other things. So I love the flexibility, essentially, yes. is what we're kind of grasping for.
0: Yes, and as you said, the flexibility, not being handcuffed to the calendar. Absolutely. Which reminds me of another tip mm-hmm. as we look at the school year. Yes, lay your plans. Mm-hmm. You, so you're not scrambling mentally mm-hmm. and coming every day is like, oh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? So lay your plans out, but
1: hold them loosely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, but I think the feeling of guilt or mm-hmm. um, uh, this disappointment, can sometimes sideline moms as they're getting ready for their year or they're going through their year and they realize, oh, uh uh-oh, something's not working well. So whether it's a scheduling shift or I tried to put in too many extra things, Mm -hmm. one thing that's really helped me is having a page in my journal that I call parking lot. And that is like when I need to take something off my schedule or off our lesson schedule or something more likely out outside of our lessons that we've committed to doing and it's too much, I put it in the parking lot. And that makes me feel like I'm not saying never. I'm just saying not right now. And I'm not losing sight of it. One day we'll come back to this. Um, But in this season, we're just not able to do it. Then do you review that list? Like, Every term or well, that's every my year? planning for the next year. So oh, yes. I look and say, okay, for instance, my kids are not doing musical theater this year. They've done it the last two years, and we're waving a white flag on that. But mm. I said, well, you guys, I'm going to put it in the parking lot. And that means that next year and, and thereafter, we know we really enjoy this activity, and it might pop back up again. But in this season, we just want to be home more. So I think um, for me, it's once a year, when I'm looking at planning the next year, I look at my parking lot and say, what are some things that I put in there before that I would like to examine? I love that idea.
0: Talk a little bit about balancing, as you look at that parking lot and Mm -hmm. that whole list of ideas, Mm -hmm. you were saying something about, we wanna stay home more. Yes. So simplifying and Scheduling with rest
1: in mind. Absolutely. Getting that in the schedule as well. Talk a little bit about that. Protecting the margin, I think if I was, you know, to give someone one top tip, you know, for starting out with homeschooling or continuing in for a new year's, protecting that margin, it has been the single most important um, qualifier for our success in the past or our extreme stress. So I notice a lot of times when I feel like lessons are overwhelming. When I really think deeply about it, it's not the lesson that's overwhelming us. It's that we don't have time for the lesson that's overwhelming us. So it always feels like it's in the way, that school is in the way of the other things because we signed up for too many things. And they're all good things. They're so good. There's so many good options. But I found that there's nothing that feels better than having a steady pace and a comfortable um, pace for my family. So when we're gone out of the house a lot, um, our lessons falter, and uh, the the stress levels really rise. The kids argue and fight more as well, and I'm also short tempered with them.
0: Yes, yes. It seems like so much of what we've talked about is time oriented.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. It is very
0: interesting. How <laughs> I guess that's that, very
1: important. It adds a an
0: element of pressure, and maybe in our society today, it's adding too much pressure.
1: I think so. When there's too many good things and it feels like, well, my kids have to do this. And they re- and the kids want to do these things, too. So right. They really want to do this and they want to try that. And, well, everyone should play an instrument and there's theater and there's sports and all and, well, there's you know youth group and and any taken individually any one of those things could be awesome but sometimes there's just not a season for it and other times i have to remember that um, what we've planned at home will lay a foundation for my kids to pursue some of their interests even more as they get older on their own
0: and they need
1: time to process yes for sure
0: they are if we want them to learn 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 Mm. they've they've got to have time to think through what they're learning and make it their own. Otherwise, it's just going to go in one ear and out the other. They're not going to have time to really form a relation, which is
1: what Charlotte Mason is all about. And I I noticed that once with my oldest when I was asking her. I said, I noticed you don't read for pleasure anymore. You're reading your lesson books. But I used to see you read, you know, in other times, and you haven't been doing that. And she's like, when? Mm. When would I do that? I don't have time. And I was like... (laughs) Oh, <laughs> So that really, you know, showed me that I, and, and she had, she wanted to do all the things she was doing. But as yeah. the mother, I need to help my children to protect their own time, even if it's something that they want to do, because they do need that, that time of doing nothing or doing their own pursuits. at Yeah, home. setting a sustainable pace. Yes. I also
0: think it's important for us, as we look at the year ahead, Yes, we're planning for the days, mm-hmm. but we need to keep a long-term perspective. Mm. Sometimes we think um, growth is just a steady upward climb, Yes, but it's not. There's good days, bad days, good days, hills and valleys. Hopefully you're continuing to make the progress, yes. You know, the growth over time, but good days and bad days. Talk a little bit about long-term perspective, maybe how you were able to keep that over this past year. Really? I know you've been through some valley times oh my this past goodness. year. <laughs> Nothing
1: can challenge you like health challenges, either for yourself or your kids. And I think that it's it, it becomes very important because fear and guilt and frustration at things not going well, disappointment, those things yeah. can cripple you. Mm. And to the point where it feels like everything's ruined you know you start to catastrophize like this is so bad i messed up the year we're never going to catch up ah! yeah. and i think in those moments to just sit and be still and realize that though this term may not be going the way that you um, imagined or even this school year that you have time ahead of you. And if you're toward the end, you've had many years before this and that this one single moment doesn't define your home education journey. And I think that that's really been helpful. And also that we're teaching our children to live, not just to Mm -hmm. learn about the science topic and life's challenges and trials. That's part of living. And so for your child to witness that or to experience it while they're in the protection of your home is also part of their education. We are educating the whole person. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you feel comfortable sharing yeah. what your past year was like?
1: Yes, we uh, took an incredible trip overseas. As, as some know, we like to world school. Yeah. And it was one of, you know, a trip of a lifetime. We were in Ghana and West Africa. And uh, worst nightmare, I got sick. And I was hospitalized for a week there and I came back to the United States for all the answers and there were none. No one knew what was wrong. And eventually the doctors found that um, I had contracted typhoid, um, typhoid fever, and it had moved into my spine. And it was a emergency ambulance ride, eight-hour surgery, and re- um, recuperating. So I'm filled with cadaver bones and plates and rods and pins and just everyone's worst nightmare. So our year took a hard detour in all of my perfectly laid plans. I had so much support from help from friends and family, but my kids just weren't able to do the things that I had laid out because mama wasn't available. And um, that made our school year go longer. And I just kept thinking to myself, I can wallow in this or just be like, praise God, I'm here. You know, I'm so glad that I'm here. And my children were with me. They saw that mama suffered through something, but yet we're still standing and it's okay that we didn't finish that book. It's still here in our home. We can get to it and we'll continue to read it. But I think that, um, really keeping the long-term perspective helped in that situation because otherwise our school year was obliterated. I mean, it was just nothing like I had planned (laughs) at all. Yeah, at the beginning of the year, I'm (laughs) going to contract typhoid and be out of commission. Exactly. So I just think, I'm like, wow, when you say hold plans loosely, I've never experienced it like I did this Mm. year. And it's something that um, our, as kind of heads of household, our attitude about school and our lessons, it is like washes over our children. And so if we're frantic and um, full of consternation about what's happening. They feel that and they're like, I'm trying, I'm doing it, I'm not doing it enough. And you know, and yeah. for children, you know, some families, we don't have this as much in our home, but I have friends whose children are prone to being very anxious. And so really stressing them about all yeah. the things that we're supposed to do on our list that we didn't do on our piece of paper. And you cannot learn when you no. are stressed. No. But, it just doesn't no, it doesn't do well for that. But I think a Charlotte Mason um, education actually speaks to this because there is so much focus on the whole child. And The idea that it's not just your formal academic subjects, but this idea of the atmosphere and the education being life giving, and that we're looking at breath and not just a straight trajectory, Mm -hmm. but breath and depth and ideas. And when you think of it that way, and you think about we're educating for a life, Mm -hmm. um, you don't feel so stressed that chapter 13 didn't get finished. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What's hit me um,
0: very very deeply lately, mm. is how much of a contrast there is between an education that is based on information mm. and an education that is based on relationships. Mm. And that's what Charlotte Mason is, and that's what I'm hearing as you speak about this. It's, it's about helping this child form a relationship, well, many relationships, w- with God, with the things God has created, with others, Past and present, Absolutely. and with himself, um, all of those relationships trump just an information dump. And I didn't mean that to rhyme, but you're <laughs> with me. <laughs> I just, you can give a child information and say, remember this about this person. Yes. But that in no way, that really just limits how they're going to think about that person. But if you introduce them together, let them spend time together through the living books, mm-hmm. through the art, through the music that these people have created, you're letting that child form an ongoing relation.
1: Oh, yes.
0: And relations take time and are not, they don't do well when they are stressed, mm-hmm. they don't do well When they are tied to a clock, like Amber,
1: I want to get to know you. We've got 15 minutes to go. Right. Right. That's so (laughs) true. No, I think so. And that's not the message we want to send to our children either. And that's what I remind them, you know, just because this term is wrapping up, um, that doesn't mean that that you have to stop learning about this thing or exploring this person and yes though we read one biography about this person this year in our lessons if that person inspires you and you want to learn everything you can about them there are four or five more biographies you can continue on with this idea of um, them being lifelong learners that um i do have a schedule um, I, I do have things that I, I want us to explore in mm-hmm. our formal morning lessons. Re- relationships you want to introduce, sure, if you these will. Are things yeah. where I want to keep doing that, right? Yes. I want to introduce new things. But you, whatever you find that you are attached to or you feel passionate about, you should still keep that going. And I think yeah. that helps a lot with um, not having this idea that. We have these terms and this one's over. So we're done with all of that. And now we're doing this. And that type of rigidity. And the child will only learn what I tell them to learn. Yeah. Because they Mm -hmm. continue. I think all of us have experienced. You can't stop a child when they've decided they want to learn about something. (laughs) They're going to go far and deep and tell you. All about it. yeah. (laughs) Um, And so uh, those are those moments that remind me that um, not to worry. And I think that's something, you know, when you think about preparing for the school year, in my mind, the word consistency Mm -hmm. comes forward. So it's not about doing all the things, going hard and fast and furious with all the smarts you're gonna give your kid, but it's just about the pace of consistency, that you get up and do the things that um, you know should be done That ought to be done and you do them again and again and again and over time i think that's what leads to what we ultimately are looking for right children who care about the world around them who want to learn and and live well um it's not something to push through but just to remain steady those are good
0: words Mm. yeah anything else you want to say to encourage mamas as they're looking at The school year ahead looming in front of them
1: wow i think to have fun you know Mm. this is something sometimes planning for the year can be hard some people love it but ultimately you're putting beautiful things um before your children and you get to partake in them as well True, it's actually something to look forward to yeah great Mm.
0: thanks so much if you enjoyed this podcast be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode We talked in a past episode about how to look back on your school year and evaluate whether you had a good year. I'll leave a link to that episode in the show notes for you. Thanks for joining me. I'll see you next time.